This is Pure Food and Drug Act, and we're here to talk about drugs and sports. We've got Mark Fainaruwada online. Hey, how you doing? Mark is the co-author of the book Game of Shadows, published by Gotham Books in 2006. Regarding what they revealed in their stories, quoting from the jacket, these stories, exposing rampant cheating at the highest levels of athletics, shocked the nation as sports heroes were brought low and their records were tainted. The exposés led to congressional hearings on baseball's drug problems and a revived effort to purge the U.S. Olympic movement of drug cheats. Mark, use of drugs in athletics and cheating is nothing new. Ancient Greece, the early Olympians used extracts of mushrooms and plant seeds. Roman period, people were mixing drugs in the horse's feed. In 1886, there was the first recorded death of uh, cyclist Arthur Linton overdosing on trimethyl. Well, I, I don't think it's anything new. I just think the dynamic of sport has changed considerably, obviously, since since the, the those days. I mean, the the biggest difference, of course, is is money and television have 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 turned these athletes into, you know, sports heroes and and uh, icons in a much broader way than they ever could have been before. And you know, what you've got is these drugs that we're talking about in this case, performance enhancing drugs, uh, are illegal. They are they are um, a felony offense. Uh, as, as dictated by the federal government. And so the notion that you have these high-profile athletes using these drugs, caught up in doing it, and in many cases they're banned by the leagues that, are, um, that they're playing in, um, that's really the, the, the issue. You've got a, uh, you know, you've got a trickle-down effect as well. You've got the notion of these high-profile athletes uh, who are uh, icons to many young kids um, using these drugs. And if the message is it's okay to use the drugs, um, then the trickle-down effect will, will begin to happen, and we'll see that. We've already seen that to some degree in high schools. So I think that's the, the, the largest difference between the issue now versus uh, in its earliest days. Well, I'm sensitive to the issue of young people and the influence on them. What about these congressional hearings, and what about the revived effort to purge the U.S. Olympic movement of drug cheats? Well, the congressional hearings led to Major League Baseball, in, in fact, changing its baseball, changing its drug policy not once but twice. Um, you had a very concerted effort by the United States Anti-Doping Association, or agency, to purge athletes. I think the number they ended up hitting was about 13 athletes who were tied up in Volco were ultimately um, sanctioned in one fashion or another. Um, you had no athletes save for tied to Volco save for one. Marion Jones, who ended up competing in the 2004 Athens game. So um, there's been considerable, as well as, you know, I think the congressional hearings and the, and the stories and everything helped push along a national dialogue. We, we just wrote a story about the impact on Balco, and you had um, uh, virtually every high school student in the country now has been exposed to some form of education about steroids. So, um, you know, from what we hear from our sources and from the people we talk to and, and what people are writing and talking about, the, the Balco case has had fairly considerable impact on the issue. Mark, do we need to make a distinction between the use of drugs and any other form of cheating? I think it is a form of cheating, but I think there are certainly distinctions. I mean, there's a distinction between corking a bat and using performance-enhancing drugs, for example. Um, you know, one is illegal under the federal law, 
The other is illegal by Major League Baseball rules and uh, vastly potentially more dangerous to one's physical well-being. So um, I think that there are distinctions clearly to be made to, to dismiss the use of performance-enhancing drugs as simply another form of cheating uh, as if it were just like throwing a spitball or putting Vaseline on a ball um, understates the issue. So in the end, why do athletes need or feel they need drugs? Is it the money? Is it the pressure? Is it an ego thing? Uh, what is it exactly, in your opinion? I think it's a, it's a mixed bag for a lot of people, but I think one of them is to win. I mean, I, I think clearly the drugs work. We've seen that uh, in the stories that we've written and the athletes we've covered. Clearly the drugs have a significant impact on performance. You know, they're not called performance-enhancing drugs for no reason. And so uh, there's a value, and, and, and as I stated at the start, there's obviously a huge financial value at this point to being an athlete. Um, so there's a, there's a financial payoff for somebody to succeed at the highest levels. And the difference, for example, in Major League Baseball between making it on a Major League team versus playing in the minor leagues can be hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. There's also a fame issue, I think, and an ego-driven part of it. For example, Barry Bond starts using performance-enhancing drugs, you know, based on what we wrote in our book, largely out of uh, his frustration over watching Mark McGuire in 1998, who he believes is a vastly inferior player to his. He believes McGuire is using. Bonds is already a Hall of Fame caliber player, but he makes the decision to use in this case because he knows he's a better player than McGuire. He thinks other people are doing it and that he should do it himself to make himself as good as he can be. Well, the story you folks broke in 2004 certainly has legs because apparently there's some news on it today. What are you and Lance Williams up to these days? You know, we're just continuing to plot on. Balco is an ongoing case. The government is investigating bonds for perjury. We are spending a lot of time dealing with our legal case. You know, we've been subpoenaed to testify before a federal grand jury to give up sources of, of our information of how we got some of the stories we did. We've declined to, to give up those sources. and. We're facing some jail time, and so we're fighting that, and that's taken up a lot of our time. Mark, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. We're going to be talking to you again with some listeners' questions very soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Now, any of you listening to this right now, I want you to write down this email address because you're going to be able to ask questions that I'm going to be able to put to Mark and also to some other notable people who have been involved in these recent events. The address you need to write to is purefooddrug at gmail.com. That's purefooddrug, P-U-R-E-F-O-O-D-D-R-U-G, with no punctuation, at gmail.com. Mark will come back and answer your questions. He'll also be here live. You can call in if you have a TalkShoe account, or you can uh, chat if you're a little shy. You can ask any of the questions related to these recent cases, anything you'd like to talk to Mark about, email your questions to that address, or come and join us live here on TalkShoe. By the way, that excellent bass playing you're listening to in this song is Victor Cotty.